Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, Hello world and welcome back. So last episode, I was talking to you guys about the journey of the process and I kind of want to continue the conversation because I feel like there's so much to unpack in regards to us being fearful or doubtful or, you know, thinking that we're underqualified with things that we should be doing in life and how we have just not embraced it or just have allowed it to hinder us from moving forward. And I wanted to share with you something that I've just been I've been thinking about over the last couple of days and it's about how fear in my opinion is a learned behavior you know it's not something instinctly that I think that we have I think it's something that that we learn over time you know for example um, as a mother, I'm, you know, when my children were little, really little, and even now when they're jumping on the trampoline, I am concerned about them falling off and, and breaking a bone, right? But for the kids, they don't even think about that. They're just like, I want to do flips. I want to jump. I want to, you know, do a backflip and all this other stuff. And it's not until they actually fall off the trampoline that they're like, oh, this hurt. But then it's also our reaction to them getting hurt that sometimes drives that fear in them because they're still fearless when they um, fall off the trampoline. It's like, oh, this hurts, but they're wanting to get right back on. Um, Prime example, uh, we have a neighbor who has a trampoline and the only reason why we let the kids get on it is because it has that protective garter around it. And so anyways, you know, AJ and Skylin were jumping on it. And of course, my son, the little acrobat, he's over here doing all different kinds of flips and everything. And he ended up um, straining his back muscle. And so it was hurting him for a little while. But after it started to to feel better, he was all ready to just jump back on it again. He wasn't afraid. I mean, and I get it. He didn't necessarily fall off or hurt himself. But even for him, when he was learning to ride his bike and, you know, he just kept falling and falling and falling um, before he got it, he was not fearful of getting back on because he was determined. He was like, no, I'm going to learn how to ride this thing because the rest of the boys in the neighborhood are riding it. So I'm going to do it too. Whereas Skylin, you know, she, you know, when she fell off of her bike, she was like, oh, no, I'm done. I hurt myself. Now, it wasn't a fearful thing. It wasn't like a fear, like I'm afraid to get on the bike. But her thing was, I'm afraid of falling again. I don't want to fall. Like she had to learn that it was okay to fall it was okay like it's a part of the process it's a part of the lesson and I think a lot of the times when we are you know progressing in life when we are developing growing that when we have those missteps when we have those times in our lives where we fall off the bike um we are afraid of falling off again. And so because we don't want to fall off or feel that hurt or that pain, we will just decide I'm not going to get back on the bike. But then we never learn how to ride a bike. And so now we find ourselves wanting to do something that we've allowed fear to hold us back from. Another thing um, that I've been thinking about in regards to this fear and us just allowing stuff to be buried that we not necessarily can't do but have decided is not meant for us because something happened is this ugly duckling syndrome do you guys remember the story of the ugly duckling um we were 
most of us, I should say, were taught this story when we were children. And recently I came across it and I just started thinking about the different things that you can pull from this story. So for those of you who may have never heard of the um, Ugly Duckling, let me quickly just recap, all right? So basically there was this mother duck who was waiting for her eggs to hatch, right? And so finally they did except for one. And this one particular egg took like a, um, maybe a couple more days before it hatched. And when it did, the, the duck did not look like any of its siblings it did not look like his mother um, and they picked at him and you know the, the and depending on which version of the story you read um, you'll you'll hear a version where the mother duck was like I'm not gonna treat any of my my ducklings differently I'm gonna love them all equally and then there's another version where the mother duck was like nah you ugly for real you know um, but long story short the duckling was picked on. He was picked on by his family. He was picked on by the other animals in the in the yard. Um, and so one particular day he decides I'm going to run away because he just couldn't take it. Now I'm going to pause right there because that's like the bullying, right? It's, it's the bullying. It's the bullying thoughts, whether it's coming from ourselves, whether it's coming from other people. But it's those thoughts that come in where we're just we're not being accepted because we're different, right? And, and a lot of us are out there. We are different. We're, we're not like other people, um, especially the believer, right? We were actually set apart. We were chosen to be separated from the rest of the world, yet still we have this longing and desire inside of us to continue to want to be accepted and try to figure out ways to fit in. So I'm going to continue with the story, but that was one of the first things that came out to me was the fact of how everybody was just picking on him and that it made him want to run away. And it makes a lot of people want to run away because you have that fear, uh, uh, fight or flight, right? And so in that situation, he was like, I'm just going to flee because I can't take this anymore. And so anyways, he he finds another duckling family that treats him the same way they pick on him. And so he moves on to another one um, where he finds, I think, this geese family. And, you know, they picked on him, too. But they're like, no, you can stay with us. It's cool. But then a hunter comes along with his basset hound and he starts, you know, uh, hunting down the geese. The basset hound founds, um, finds the ugly duckling. And even the basset hound is like, oh, no, you real ugly. I'm not going to bring you to my master and moves on. And that kind of stuff can tear down a person, right? So at this point, the ugly duckling, duckling starts to think to himself like, oh, I'm not worthy of love. Like, I'm not even worthy for somebody's dinner plate. How many of us has, have felt like that? How many of us have felt like we're just so unworthy of something weird? Like, no, God, you couldn't have called me because look at my past. Look at what I have gone through. Look at what I have done. Like, you can't love me. I, I am unlovable. Somebody told you that you were unlovable. Somebody told you that, you know, your looks were just so unique, quote unquote, unique, that it's just not the look we're looking for. Like, how many of us have been beaten down like that? You know, and so the duck is starting to feel defeated. And so he then comes across this like little shack where there's this family there. And so the family, you know, again, thinks that this is a duck and they're like, okay, we'll keep you in hoping that the duck will be able to produce eggs and, and be able to give them more ducklings and, you know, and, and they can eat. And so, you know, um, it didn't happen, but they grew fond of the duck 
and they allowed the duck to, to stay with them. But then the duck started to get bigger. Um, it needed more care. And so they were just like, you you have to go and find another family. We're not going to be able to care for you anymore. So so now the duck is like, OK, I wasn't accepted by my, my duck family. I, you know, uh, I couldn't stay with the geese family. Now I can't even stay with humans. And so it's just like the duck is just beaten down. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to live alone. I'm going to be by myself for the rest of my life. And how many of us have felt like that? Like, I'm just going to do things on my own. I'm going to live by myself. You know, I'm, I'm unworthy. I'm unlovable. You know, I don't fit in anywhere. I'm just going to be a, a, a an island and stay by myself. When we weren't created to be islands, we weren't created to be by ourselves. But because we have allowed the world to beat us down and to tell us who we're not, we're just like, I'm going to stay in my little shell. I'm going to stay in my little bubble. I'm going to, you know, work this same job because this is what I can do. I'm not going to try anything else, right? So anyways, the duck finally comes to this pond and he sees these beautiful swans um, over, you know, to the side. And he's just like, I'm going to stay here. I'm not even going to try. Push pause again. How many of you have gotten to the point where you're like, I'm not even going to try anymore? Like, again, those dead bones that you have allowed to be buried in the back of your mind. How many of you have just been like, I'm not even going to try anymore. I'm not going to attempt it. I failed too many times. You know, I was rejected too many times. I I've seen too many disappointments like no I'm done I'm just gonna put that away and forget about it that's not gonna be what I'm gonna do well that's where this duck was he was just like I'm not even gonna go over there to them so one of the swans actually comes over to the duck and the swan is like oh my gosh your feathers are so beautiful they're the whitest I've ever seen and the ugly duck is like who are you talking to like looking around who are you talking to you couldn't obviously be talking to me so finally the duck walks over to the pond to look at his reflection and he what he sees he's like oh snap I do look good like I look like you and I want to talk about that because whose mirror are you looking in whose reflection are you seeing back like, are you looking at the reflection of what the world has told you that you're not? Or are you looking into the eyes of Jesus to see who he created you to be? And I want to talk about that because I feel like a lot of us suffer from this ugly duckling syndrome. We we're, we're waiting for the transformation, right? We're waiting just like how this duck, this duck didn't know that it was going to go through a transformation. But I feel like this story and along with other stories, like even, you know, with Beauty and the Beast, how the beast transforms back into the prince or where once he was a prince and then he transformed into a beast because of his ugly heart, which I want to talk about that, too. And then he transfers back into the prince. Or what about the stories that were told as children about the princess and the frog and how when the princess kisses the frog, the frog turns into this this prince? I think the, these stories are great and there's a lot that we can pull out of them. But the overall um a theme of these stories that I feel kind of give us this um, expectation of transformation is that like, oh, I can become something that's acceptable. And that's what I want to talk about today is about the fact that it's not that you need to become something that is acceptable. You need to accept right where you are. You need to accept who you are. You need to accept who God has created you to be. And these are things that I've had to learn for myself, right? Because there's so many times that I have been, I've, I've gone through this ugly duckling syndrome, which is why I'm sharing 
sharing it with you guys because I was like, oh man, snap. I didn't even realize that this story that I was told long ago, that it has had some lasting effects. Now, some of you may say, Hannah, I think you tripping. You know, that that's just a story. That story didn't, you know, change my mindset in any way and make me feel any way. And that's fine if that's the way that you feel. But for me, I'm looking back on it because I want to understand at what point in my life did I feel like I wasn't good enough at what point when when did things change for me when did things change me from accepting who I am and being proud of who I am to now feeling like oh I know I don't fit this standard. I don't fit this cardboard cutout that the world is telling me that I'm supposed to be. I don't fit what, you know, they're saying that I should be as a mom. Like there's all, like I told you guys in the last episode, like there's all these different journeys that we're going on and we have these different processes that we're going through on each of these journeys. For me, you know, I wear the the wife cap, I wear the mom cap. And there are times where I'm just like, you know, Am I a good mother? Because yeah, I fall into that comparison trap and I see what other moms are doing or or not even just seeing what other moms are doing, but seeing what the world is saying is a good mother, you know, and I, I fall into that comparison trap of saying like, okay, here's a little checklist of what makes a good mother. I missed that box. I missed that box. I must not be a good mother. And it's just like, no, first of all, I am not the mother to the world, okay? I am the mother of Skylin and Anthony Jenkins. Like, those are my kids. And what makes me a good mom is me, you know, being there for them, me supplying for them what they need from a mother, nourishing, you know, um, love and compassion, them being able to know that if something happens, I can run to my mom and my mom is going to console me. Or that if there's a story that I want to tell, my mom is going to sit there and she's going to listen to me. I know that she's going to make time for me. That's what makes me a good mom is being there for those two. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be a mother to everybody else. No, my kids don't necessarily get um, uh, made from scratch home cooked meals every single night. Some nights I, I get tired, you know, and, and recently both Anthony and I have been sharing the, the task of cooking. And like even last night, it was supposed to be his night to cook and he forgot. And he was like, all right, y'all finna have pizza. Does that make him a bad dad because he bought pizza instead of cooking for his kids? No, it makes him a good dad because he made sure that they ate. There have been times that, you know, we got so caught up in our day that we're like, all right, y'all, it's time for bed. And the kids are like, um, so what are we going to eat? And you feel, I feel horrible. I'm like, dang, how did I forget that my kids didn't eat? I mean, cause they're old enough now that when they're hungry, they just go and fix themselves something. But no, as their mom, it's still my responsibility to make sure that they get a wholesome meal. So on those nights, it's like, all right, y'all, we finna make um, breakfast for dinner and we go have some cereal or we go. And some people will say, oh my gosh, that's horrible. And that's fine. That's your opinion. But to me, as long as my kids eat before they go to bed and they good and they happy and they enjoyed the fact that tonight they got to eat something different for dinner hey I'm still a good mom you know what I'm saying and so that's why I'm going back to this whole thing where along the lines did I start did my vision of myself get distorted did did I stop believing in who I am you know again going back to childhood as as little children we are fearless we are daring we are willing to try things and to do different things like i look 
at my kids and I relive my childhood through their eyes watching them and seeing how you know adventurous that they're willing to be AJ a little bit more than Skylin but still like even she does things that I'm like I don't remember being you know you know doing that or or I do remember doing that and why did I stop why why don't I do that anymore like I look at her and she's just like just this you know ball full of confidence in herself you know and I'm just like wow you know here it was there was a time where I was just like okay I got to make sure that I talk to her because I don't want her to go through that you know body imaging and like the stuff that I've gone through and then I look at her and I'm like okay Maybe I am doing a good job because you ever have those times as a mother where you start to wonder like, oh, am I doing this right? I mean, I, I just told y'all, I, I wonder that a lot. Like, am I being a good mother? Like, I really second guess myself sometimes. Like, am I? And then I have to come back to myself and be like, girl, yes, you are. Stop. Stop that. Stop, you know, discrediting yourself just because this happened or stop discrediting yourself just because that happened. You are human. Uh, you are flawed. You are not perfect this is about progression not about perfection stop chasing perfect and and that's that's it too right because we're chasing perfect how many of us out there are chasing perfect how many out there are suffer from this perfectionist syndrome where we feel like we have to have it all right we got to be checking all the boxes on the checklist we 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 have to do things 100% or it's not good enough it's like dude you are going to run yourself ragged doing that because at the end of the day Again, this is for the believers. At the end of the day, the Bible tells us that God continues to do a good work in us until the return of our Savior. So if God is continuing to do a good work on us, then there's, that means that there's some things that he still has to either work out of us, get into us, or completely heal us from. So like... If God is continuing and he is the infinite, all-knowing creator of all things, if he's continuing to work on us, why do we feel that we can actually reach perfection on our own? Why do we think that? Because we can't. And that's why you feel overwhelmed. That's why you feel like you're you're running this race on fumes because you're trying to do it in your own strength, trying to meet these standards that the world told you that you need to meet. And these are not standards that God said were for you. He's like, I created you in my own image. I've fearfully and made you wonderful. Like you are equipped with everything that you need to be equipped with in order to do what I have called you to do. I'm sending you. I'm your creator. I know exactly what you need and I gave it to you. And now in times of you feeling uncertain of yourself, this is when you rely on me because I'm the one who supplies all your needs. I am your source. All the things that you have, all these different, you know, streams of income and everything. I am the source that provides those resources to you. So why do you think you have to do it on your own? You know, and so it, it, again, with this ugly duckling syndrome, I feel like we're trying so hard to be accepted, not and, and not necessarily be accepted for who we are, but we're trying to transform ourselves into what others are willing to accept. That's where these labels come in. Right. I, I, I've always said that I'm not a fan of labels because people want to label you. And again, this is my opinion, but people want to label you because labels make them feel comfortable. 
If I can't figure out what you are, that makes me uncomfortable because I need to be able to label you. It's the same thing in this story, right? Because they didn't know, like, you're so ugly. You don't look anything like us. Like, no, you need to go away. They couldn't label him. So the the best thing that they could do was to pick on him and pluck at his feathers and make him feel bad and tear him down. Do you guys not see that that same thing in the world and how we treat each other? Because we, we don't understand something that's different from us. So because we don't understand it, because we don't you know feel like it's it's acceptable we decide to tear it down and destroy it I'm I rather destroy you than understand who you are understand where you come from understand how you think so I'm gonna tear you down and it's the same thing like I was looking on Instagram the other day And one of the um, young ladies that I follow, she's a mom, she's a wife, you know, she's doing big things. And so I don't know if she's had, and I'm pretty sure that she has, um, which is probably what led to the post. But um, she put this post up about how it's okay to support other women. It's okay to celebrate the wins that you see other women having. It's okay for you to, you know, see somebody doing the same thing that you're doing and, and, and cheer them on because there's room for all of us. Right. And I was looking at that and I was like, man, that's confirmation because it's the same thing that what I was talking about, you know, and last week and the fact that there is room for us on the shelves. There's room for every type of bread brand on the shelves. Like, you know, I told you guys, that's what Anthony tells me all the time. And but instead of us seeing the room that's on the shelf for us to be there because we want what that person has we want the same success we want the same accolades we want the same likes we want the same followers because we are now envying or coveting what somebody else has instead of supporting that person because all that envy all that coveting all that stuff turns into pride and so pride won't you know allow us to be like man I really admire you I would love to learn from you to learn how you did this instead of that admiration turning into celebration and us you know lifting somebody else up and saying man you doing the thing you are trailblazing you are setting standards like because you're doing it I believe I can instead of us having that attitude instead we're like oh nah she this she that and want to tear down and destroy because we see somebody that is exceeding and doing well we're like crabs in a barrel we're pulling each other down instead of lifting each other up and and it's all because of our own insecurities it's because again we're suffering from that ugly duckling syndrome where we don't see the transformation yet happening in our lives and because we don't see it we're just like oh I the only way that I'm going to be accepted is if I transform into what is being done so now you found what you you think is the standard what you think is the measure what you think success is and so now you're trying to be that but that's that person's story and you don't know what they've been through in order for them to get to where they are so now you're over here trying to have your insta fame your insta success your insta transformation and instead you're having a mutation And you're not liking what you're seeing. You're not liking what's happening. You're not liking what's taking place. And so because you're not seeing the same successes as this person that you once admired is having, now you want to tear them down. Because hurt people hurt people. And misery loves company. So we want to start tearing people down and making them feel bad. Same thing that's happening in this ugly duckling syndrome. They saw something different. And instead of trying to understand it, instead of trying to accept it for 
who it was, it wanted to tear it down and destroy it. And and a lot of times when that's happening and it's happening to us, we ex- we start to accept the defeat. We start to accept that, okay, well, this isn't for me. I tried it, and then you, you only tried it once, or maybe you tried it five times, but because you didn't have the success that you were looking for, because your heart wasn't right, your motive wasn't right, because you weren't doing it because you like, you know what, God, I truly believe that this is what you have for me. I truly believe this is what you want me to do. So show me. Show me how I'm supposed to go about this. Show me, you know, is there somebody that I'm supposed to reach out to that's going to help me? Instead of you looking for the the assistance from God and going to him and saying how can I get this done you were like nah I'm gonna do this on my own and so you you keep trying it the world's way and the world's way isn't God's way and you see the failures upon failures upon failures and rejection upon rejection and disappointment upon disappointment you keep seeing that and so now you're defeated and so instead of you trying anymore or trying it a new way getting some revelation and like you know what maybe I should look at the ways that I you know had my missteps and figure out what was I doing wrong maybe I should go to somebody and be like hey can you help me with this because I'm not seeing where I've gone instead of you doing that your pride is filling up and you just feel that you're gonna tear it down everybody else who's being successful or who's doing things and so I'm just saying with this ugly duckling syndrome like at this point we're tearing our own selves down And that's what happened to the duck, right? Or to the swan. He started just tearing him. He started accepting his defeat and accepting like, you know what? I'm just going to, this is me. This, I'm just going to stay right here in my misery by myself because I have just allowed everybody to dump what they saw as unacceptable on me. And I'm saying all of this because we have a choice. We have a choice to either accept All of that dumping that people have put on us over the years and that we've put on ourselves in believing some of those things, because it's not always other people that that voices are louder in our head than God's. But sometimes it's our own voice that's louder than God's voice in our heads. So we have a choice. Either we're going to receive and accept all of the things that have been dumped on us and criticize and ridicule everybody else who we see as being successful Or we could say, you know what, God, I'm going to release all of this. I'm going to unpack all of this that has been dumped on me. I want to throw off every weight that hinders me so that I can run in freedom and liberty so that I can do what I believe you've told me to do. I I want to go into the backyard in the graveyard of my mind. I want to look over some of those dead bones. I want to look over some of those dead things that, oh, some of those things that may seem dead to me because they were dreams that I've allowed to die. Or maybe they're still dreams that are just on the respirator right now. They're, they're on life support. God, can these dry bones, can these dry dreams, can these dry visions, can they live? Because only you can tell me if they can live. Some of them probably need to stay here because they weren't my vision to begin with. They weren't my dream to begin with. They were dreams that other people tried to place on me, that other people thought that I was supposed to do. And then when I failed at that, I felt worse about myself because I was trying to live somebody else's life. I was trying to live somebody else's dream. But 
there are some dreams back here, God, that I truly believe are for me, but I don't know which ones they are. So can you show me? Can you show me what which bones are supposed to live? Where where is the revival? Where can I cuz I don't I I do want transformation in my life, but I ain't about that ugly duckling syndrome. I I want the transformation in you where you're going to transform me from the inside out, not the outside in, because that's the other thing, right? God does not look on the outer appearance. He looks at our heart. And that's really why a lot of us fail sometimes because we need to do a heart check. We need to find out our motives about this success that we're trying to have. Are we trying to have success for the kingdom so that we can get out there and teach other people about the world or about the word of God? Or are we over here trying to get success for ourselves so that we can say, oh, I made it. I did it. I'm, I got the house. I got the car. I got this. I got because it's, it's a whole bunch of eyes in there. You know, so we, we got to do that's where the transformation takes place. Like transformation is supposed to happen. You know what I'm saying? Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We got to change our perspective. We got to stop looking at what we don't have and be grateful for what we have. We got to start focusing on, you know, the positive things and not so much on the negative because the negative is only going to bring us down. So the this, like I said, this is something that, that I have just been on my journey with and processing and understanding more about myself and just understanding how, you know, along the lines, along the way, I have allowed what others have had to say about me, what I have had to say about myself to just be a hindrance and stopping me and, and, and bringing and giving life to fear in my world so that I don't do the things that I truly believe that I should be doing things that I feel that I probably should have done years ago but I can't even worry about that y'all know that saying don't cry over spilled milk I can't even worry about the years ago because the years ago Hannah wasn't ready Hannah wasn't mature enough Hannah wasn't developed enough there were some things that Hannah had to go through that she had to process what I'm talking to you about today was a process I had to process these things about myself because it's not easy facing yourself in the mirror and seeing your own ugliness and seeing your own immaturity seeing the things that you needed to be developed from because we all think we perfect right we all feel like we got it together but the truth of the matter is is that we don't so no five years ago three years ago I couldn't do the things that I'm, I'm trying to do now that I'm working on now because I wasn't ready back then and that's the thing that I, I definitely want to leave with you guys today you didn't miss God you didn't miss your opportunity the thing was is is that yeah it was presented to you back then but you weren't ready you weren't ready for it then but if you want to be ready for it now allow transformation to take place in your life or allow true transformation to take place in your life and allow God to correct your heart allow God to change your motive after uh, for the reason why ask yourself why am I going after this why do I want this is this going to be beneficial to my family is it going to take me away from my family is it going to take me away from the things that God wants me to do because if it's going to take away something from your life you might want to reevaluate what it is that you're working on but anyways I just want to share those things with you give you some food for thought I hope you guys got something out of the episode it's always my prayer that you do and if you want to you know share your thoughts with me tell me what you thought about it you can always connect with me on Hannah's World um, 00 at gmail.com with your listener letters I'm on Facebook at Hannah's World 00 I'm also on Instagram uh, with Hannah's World 00 please send me a DM you know drop me a message comment on one of my posts but until next time guys peace out world Thank you.